Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast about the state of Israel. We're here to tell you about all the great things that this big little country has to offer. Um, Before we get started, if this is your first time watching us on the video version of this podcast, please, please, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you're always in the loop and always know when we have a fresh brand new episode out. Um, also, if you want to talk, uh, if you want to take us, if you want to talk, just give me a call. Uh, <laughs> also, if you want to take us with you on your way to work or to the gym you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Just search 12, the number one, two cities in Israel. Um, all right. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode number 25. This is pretty exciting. I'm I'm pretty jazzed about this. Uh, man, it's a quarter of a hundred. That's, that's a lot. Of, that's 25 hours that... Um, one, I've been sitting doing this, and it's 25 hours that hopefully you've been sitting with me, um, and we have a really, really special, fun, fun episode. Um, so episode funny fu- 25, episode funny five, um, episode 25 is about, are you ready for this, sport and fitness in Israel. Um, but before we get to that, before we get to that, let me do a uh, quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, some of our sponsors, and our first one is to Neviot. Neviot Plus, flavored water, nature at its best taste. Neviot Plus delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. It's enhanced with five B group. Uh, it's enhanced with five B group vitamins based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel. It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. It is available in delicious, indulging flavors. Apple, peach, and grape, which again I have here. I have a couple of extra grapes, so I'm pretty excited because I've been saving them because they're one of my favorites. Um, If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. Um, if you want to get this water, head on over to our next sponsor, and they are Makolet Online. Their main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we are here with today. 
Um, at Makolot Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new, exciting tastes. Um, all their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the tastes of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com in order today. And for an added bonus, if you put in the coupon code 12 cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces, you will get 15% off of your entire order. So uh, take advantage of that. Go over to uh, www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com and uh, order today. It's, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, they have a ton of stuff, um, a healthy stuff, good stuff, stuff that's good for you, um, which is the theme of our episode today. So we're going to be talking about, so I, I had to do research um, to find out, what did I want to find out? I wanted to find out about, um, I think the key word I used was fitness in Israel. So I went and typed that in, uh, to YouTube. I went and typed it into Google and into YouTube and got a bunch of different stuff. Um, most of it didn't really deal specifically um, with what I was, what I was trying to find out, but I did find some really choice videos. I'm going to upload those or not upload those. I'm going to put the links in the description on the YouTube version of this. Um, but there's a couple, we're going to couple, we're going to cover a couple of different topics. So first I'm going to tell you how I came up with this episode. Let me take a sip of coffee. Peter Jacobs from my brand new mug, which I love my bronze mug. Sorry about that. That was a that was a extra super big sip. Um so how I came to this episode was really kind of weird. So I'm doing the interviews um in February. I told you guys about that. And I want someone from the Israeli fitness world to come on. And the the person that I immediately um thought of, I got this I got this email uh from this organization called Israel 21C and they're uh basically a uh, really, really big proponent of Israel uh, and want to show show and showcase uh, all of Israel's uh, steps into the 21st century and, and, and how they're making just not only Israel a better place, but the world a better place through all the things that they do. And one of the things that they showed were, uh, it was a random, random uh, article about um, Instagram stars. In Israel. And one of them is this young woman named Avital Cohen. And look her up. She's really great. Um, she has a really unique story that I think is fabulous. I know people who uh, deal with and have dealt with the issues that she deals with. And that is um, eating disorders. So, and I'm going to touch on this and the opposite. So, uh, she suffers from an eating disorder. So rather than succumb to that, what she decided to do was to address it head on, probably after some time. I mean, you have to get to a point before you can address things and know they're a problem. But eventually she got to a point where she addressed this problem and decided that fitness 
would be the way that she would tackle it. Um, but that was only part of it. The other was to expose herself, to do what she feared worst, um, to put herself in the arena of criticism for her physical appearance. Um, and we can all try to be these altruistic, moralistic individuals, but the point is, um, our eyeballs are our biggest judge, um, of the world around us. And we, whether we consciously or subconsciously judge people, uh, based on what we see. So she knew that this was a risk based on her, um, history of fragility with, uh, her, her self-image, self-identity, uh, self-identity and all of that based on how she thought she looked, but she went, she did it. She's super popular now. Um, and she turned it around. She, um, she fought and she won through fitness. And that led me on this kind of little mini journey through Instagram, just like everyone else, um, to find people, male and female, um, who are really engaging in fitness, um, across the, the entire country. And I have to tell you, there are tons of them. There is this guy, Kobe Bambaron. Um, this guy's jacked. He's got tattoos all over the place. Now I exercise and it's a, a normal part of my life. I consider it like my job. So I'm at the gym four days a week for about 45 minutes to an hour doing insane things that my wife, you know, literally becomes concerned for me. She's like, why, why are you pushing yourself? Cause I have to, uh, but, um, the thing is these people do too. And Kobe Bambaron, he's jacked. He is like just ripped his shoulders, his chest, everything. There's another one down in, um, Bersheva. Her name is Renat, uh, Ben Khalifa, Khalifa, I think it is. Um, and she is just Oh, her shoulders, her everything. She's just in such great shape. Um, all of these people are spending. There's another one, and she's on television a lot. Her name is Ira Dolphin, and I don't know if that's her. A dolphin, Dolphin, whatevs. That's cool. Actually, that's pretty cool. If your name could be Dolphin, wouldn't wouldn't you want it to be? Me personally, I would want it to be Unicorn. But hey, whatever. Um. Uh, <laughs> But she's on TV. She's on TV programs every once in a while. If you watch Israeli TV um, at all, you've seen her. Um, and there's just this this wow of fitness all over the place. And I'm I'm I I I've been on this little because I'm on my own fitness journey, and um, I want to explore this fitness journey. Um, through the lens of Israelis. That's why, what did I say a long time ago? One of the things I said was uh, in a paper, when you do an academic paper, you need to have at least three sources. So you, you're hearing everything from me on this podcast. I do research and I'm giving you different sources, but essentially you're hearing it just from me. That's where the interviews are going to come on. 
or come into play. And that's why I want to have someone from the fitness world on the show uh, because I think it would just be tremendous to see what this perspective is. Where does it start from? Um, I think because when I did the search, one of the things that came up was Israel combat fitness. And everyone in Israel has to join the IDF. Okay, everyone. Um, there, there are exemptions, but on the whole, the majority of people have to join the Israel Defense Forces. They have to join the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, or the police. And uh, there are fitness requirements to be in it. And these fitness goals uh, or these fitness standards are worked into the academic programs, from what I understand, in high school just like we have academic programs here in the United States for our kids, for gym. Um, but there is a very, um, what is it? There, there's a very prevalent, uh, sense, almost a sense of urgency among the younger generation that they need to be in shape. They need to be in shape before, they go to the army, they need to be in shape in the army, and they need to be in shape, oddly, after they get out. Now, why do I say oddly after they get out? Because when I was at Ben-Gurion University in Bereshev, one of the things that I used to see all the time, all the time, and I was so jazzed by it, was runners. There are runners. As soon as the sun goes down, there are people running everywhere everywhere you cannot well that's actually interesting so I was watching one of the videos and it's from the state of Israel on the seven things that the seven fitness trends that people habitually do or seven fitness things that are popular in Israel um, and the most popular was jogging and walking um, but these people aren't jogging they're running and but the flip side of that is it's not just the young people who are running. So in the evenings, as soon as the sun goes down, what do we do? What do we do as soon as the sun goes down? We turn on our televisions. We sit on our couches. We pull up to our desktops and watch YouTube. Uh, oops. Yes, me. Um, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Hold on. But for the most part, if you walk around any city in Israel in the evening, you will see, ha, senior citizens. You will also see a multitude of park benches. Why you, these park benches are out? Because people are out. Because people are out being active. Um, one of the things that uh, I found that was really well, all right, so we have to dissect this because I, I said it was the Army. But there's also a more, um, I don't want to call it vain. Vain is if you think you're great and everyone should look at you. But, and I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have. Um, and I think, I think it comes from not understanding discipline and not understanding self-confidence, and not understanding um, 
a, a sense of happiness with yourself, a sense of pride with yourself. So as I said before, Avital Cohen suffers from an eating disorder. Um, or I don't know how that works. What is that something she'll suffer for for the rest of her life and she'll always have to accommodate for it uh, mentally? Or is that something you suffer from and then you get over it? Um, I don't know. Um, I would like to think that it's something that you suffer from and then you're able to heal and move on. Um, but if that's the case, Israel's full of regular people, just like you and me. So yes, there are going to be people who don't have confidence. But for the most part, I have found that culturally, Israelis have found confidence as a safe place to stay. That sounds weird. As a safe place mentally for themselves to be. And I found that um, I was in the military for uh, for about 10 years. Um, and I found, uh, interesting story, I'm afraid of heights. I never knew that I was afraid of heights. I've done ridiculous things off the side of cliffs, uh, in aircraft, all kinds of stuff, um, at heights where I, where someone had come to me and said, Hey, I need you to go do this. Boom. Not a problem. Take, taking care of, I'll do it. Um, wrapped up in that identity of myself being a military person, confidence was a given. Um, I was climbing a mountain a number of years back after I was out of the military came down and was like, I, 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 I don't know what I was doing this. I was doing this. And a friend of mine said, you're afraid of heights. And I said, I'm not afraid of heights. I've done. So confidence is a way to overcome fear, a way to overcome, um, what is it? Uh, emotions of inadequacy. Not everyone's able to do that. Not everyone's able to do that all the time. I'm a perfect example from the example that I just used. Example twice in one or two sentences. So, um, But for the most part, you have a culture that lives in a hot place, um, needs to be at the ready all the time, or has this concept, sense of having to be all the ready. And this concept goes all the way back to, uh, actually, it's interesting. I'll bring that up. So in my research, <laughs> in my research into fitness in Israel, I came across a something all right, so there are so many ways, so many adjectives, ridiculous, awesome, um, crazy, insane. I came across this concept called muscular Judaism. Now, I did not misstate myself. Muscular Judaism. Yes, I said it. I think it's hilarious, but I also think it's pretty awesome. So there was, this goes, this isn't some, um, this isn't something that came from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s where uh, muscular Judaism, bro, Lakayim, you know, it's not something that came out of, um, <laughs> this, the, you know, these ages of vanity that, that, that we've, we've gone through over the past 40 years. Um, this is something that goes way, way, way back. This was brought up. Are you ready for this? At the second world Jewish 
Congress. This concept of muscular Judaism is over a hundred years old. It was proposed by a gentleman, um, Max Nordau. Now, th- what's funny about this is, and you would think, I, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. This is crazy. Because uh, I'd never heard of it. And I've studied a lot of this material and a lot of uh, pre-state and, and historical Zionism and all that stuff. So, um Muscular Judaism never came across any of the pages that I had ever read. So I find it hilarious. Now, what is muscular Judaism? Well, funny you should ask. It is a response, a direct response to um, the caricaturization. I hope I said that right. The caricaturization of Jews. And Mr. Nordau um says that this is a response to rabbinical and uh haskalah um which is the uh the movement of the Jewish enlightenment and it is because Jews proportionally in larger proportion according to him according to him Jews in larger proportion were intellectual and book smart and were therefore not robust and rugged as needed to be to combat um the idea that jews should be character caricatured the way that they were so he put you know he proposed it and it was adopted um i think it was adopted i'll get back to that um but he proposed this concept of the muscular jew now i have heard this before when I was at City College. And it was in response to the Haskalah movement. I hope I'm saying that right because I've heard it a bunch of different ways, but whatever. The Jewish Enlightenment. And it was where the, are you ready? We're going to be dropping big Hebrew here. Chalutzim came from, and that is the pioneers. And those are the people that left Eastern Europe. Well, left Europe in general came to Ottoman Palestine. Um, last episode, I talked about JNF and the um, purchasing of land, tracts of land and stuff like that. Um, but also the Rothschilds did it. Uh, they bought some tracts of land and had some Chalutim move, uh, pioneers move um, to Ottoman Palestine. And these people worked the land and they wanted to change um, the concept of what the uh what the jew was and that is where these early bund there there's this movement called the bund we're not i'm not trying to get too into the early politics what i'm trying to do is establish that there was this movement to for for the jew to be more physical to be more active to be stronger to be seen as someone who could who could break that tree in half um, to adopt um, the strength of Samson and stuff like that. But what's cool about it, are you ready for this? What is freaking awesome about the whole concept? So I can hear in my mind right now muscular Judaism. Oh, that's so sexist. Not at all. Not at all. Are you ready? Muscular Judaism applied to women as well. And there were many adherents 
by women to muscular Judaism, and that is evidenced on the kibbutz and the moshav, and that's where you get the strong Jew, the fit Jew, the fit Jew man, the fit Jew woman, the woman who will work in the fields alongside the man, and I, I just, wow. So we have the concept of the IDF, which came from the Palmach and the, uh, the Haganah, uh, which were the early uh, precursors to the IDF and that need to be fit and that need to be in shape. Um, but it goes even before that. It goes all the way back to this concept of muscular Judaism. So fitness in Israel and being fit and being strong and ready for anything is a concept that Israelis have not because they just want to be fit. It's a cultural thing. There, there's, there's conscious, um, what is it? There's conscious, conscious adoption where individuals go and they say, I want to be fit. I'm engaged in that right now. So, um, I'm going to tell you something. Wow. This is so personal. I figure you guys don't want to watch someone who doesn't look good. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't care, but I figure in my mind that you probably want to watch someone on this podcast, the video, of the podcast who, who looks, you know, pretty good. Like they take care of themselves, has some discipline, knows what they're talking about. Um, because that discipline translate and in, translates into discipline in other areas in research and knowing what I'm talking about. Um, you figure, Hey, this guy spends all that time doing that. He must also spend time doing all of these other things. And that's actually a concept that I agree with. And I think, and I learned that actually in the military. So, um, this is something that's also, but that's a choice. Okay. That's not a part of my culture. That's not a part, uh, of my familial culture. Um, my local culture, it's, um, the people who are fit were the people who were on teams and I was never on a team. So, but in Israel, this concept, this fit concept, and I don't mean fit like look at my abs. I don't mean fit look at my butt. Holy cow, I'm awesome looking. I mean fit in, oh, this is a part of society. Boom. I got to look like this. Now, interesting. So, 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 so. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the dark side of that um, for a moment. Let me take a sip of coffee all then. So the dark side of that is, and I don't know if this translates as you get older, but um, shaming can be an issue in younger people. And I had a friend, um, I won't give you her name. Uh, she's awesome and she's in great shape. She's actually in amazing shape, but she was also always told, um, even by her family, that she was pudgy, that she was overweight. And uh, I don't know if this goes from this concept of absence, this concept of, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, when you have abundance and you have shortage, shortage, the concept of shortages. Um, and... Shortages dictate that you should not partake in too much of a thing. Um, you eat that, you're going to get fat. Um, 
w- save a little bit for everyone else concept. Um, <clears throat> so it can go the other way, and people are people. So um, not everyone's going to adopt or physiologically going to fit into the mold of the uh, that um, what do you call it that that jacked. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm getting a little, I'm not sidetracked. I just, I want to make sure that I don't come down on the entirety for saying this. Kids are kids. Kids will say mean things. But in a society where fitness, readiness, um, and health is such a thing, outliers uh, feel it especially. Um, but hopefully that's not the norm. Hopefully, um, it's an instance that just happened to a friend of mine, friend of mine. Uh, but you know, I'll look more into it. Um, right now I got to give a couple shout outs to, uh, to my sponsors and then we'll get back to the second half of this, uh, the second half of sport and fitness. So... My first one is from iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. Earn points and connect with Israel um, on iConnect's website with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, it's a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Now, why should you play? Well, because iConnect... Uh, introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.iconnect.co.il and start playing now. Our next one is from Israel Phones. They are the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. They offer SIM cards, MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, travel products, and serve the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals supplying you with international prepaid SIM cards, cell phones, and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Get them. They are awesome. They will save your life. You will have... Um, Wi-Fi everywhere. Right now, because of watching this show, Israel Phones is going to give you um, a a free SIM card, which is a $15 value, if you uh, spend $30 or more on their site. All you have to do to to get this is to use the coupon code 12 Cities in Israel. That's the number one, two, Cities in Israel. Um, Plug that in, and you will get a free SIM card. for your purchase of $30 or more. So head on over to www.israelphones.com. That's www.israelphones.com and take advantage of that today. Um, All right, yeah, so I didn't mean to get confused towards the end. It's it's just that with everything, you know, warts and all, pretty much. Okay, so I'm, I'm telling you about this fantastic, fabulous Israeli fit society. But, yeah, not, not everyone gets on the bus. You know what I mean? Um, not everyone feels the same way. And not everyone um, has the, the joy 
from that. Now, there is an interesting story. There is a guy, I watched this documentary, he he became the commander of a, a, a unit in the paratroopers, and he was overweight, and he decided he didn't want to be overweight, and he got fun, made fun of and all this stuff, and that's horrible. That is, absolutely. Don't condone it. But he took charge and started running, lost the weight. Uh, he was in high school, lost the weight, lost the weight, pretty soon became a competitive runner. Whoa. The same with um, the same with my friend. Um, she lost the weight uh, because she wanted to be healthier. She wanted to be more um, happy with herself. Um, but yeah, there is, there is kind of a, uh, there's kind of a difficult side to it. So, um, so, so, all right. That's the fitness part, and that is a little bit of the history of it. Now, I want to move into telling you about something a little bit that's along the lines, but a little bit different, and that is, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? The Wingate Institute. So, what is the Wingate Institute? Well, all right, so... We have to, we have to, I have to give a little bit of a premise, a little bit of a history about that uh, before I get into what the Wingate Institute is. So um, hold on, let me take a sip. So in 19, I think it was 1932, if I got the date wrong, um, I'm sorry, but uh, there was an Olympics in Sweden and what they wanted to do not at that olympics in ottoman palestine they wanted to have uh a jewish games a jewish games games that brought jews from all over the world to compete uh like the olympics so what they came up with was the maccabi games and the maccabi games are the as of now the third largest sporting event in Israel. Sorry, I had a hiccup. Um, so these are huge. I watched videos of these things on the, uh, I watched videos of the opening ceremonies. Um, the last one I think was in 2017. I, whoa, holy cow. These things are incredible incredibly huge they got the prime minister they have people from all over the world um they're fabulous when they were doing it they did the uh and it was between these two women who were standing on stage and they said um what did they do they uh they were giving the speech the opening speech in english hebrew and spanish so it was really it was really crazy and they have Last one, they had 10,000, 10,000 participants. I can't, that's a lot of people all in one place, all competing. All different events, of course, but still, whoa, holy cow. So, um, that's not even the coolest thing. So, they have four different classes of athletes. They have something called open 
pro, junior, and are you ready? Disabled. All right, so you know, I'm sure you've heard of the Special Olympics. So the Special Olympics are separate from the Olympics. The Maccabi Games, they're part of it. What? Holy cow, that's so cool. That, I I, I just, I'm, I, all right. So that's one of my big, big things is, uh, is holding a torch for those with special needs um, is just one of my biggest things. And that that is a part of the games, not separate from the games. That level of inclusion is just wow. Wow, wow, wow. So moved by it. I think it's so cool. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm shocked by it. So it is so big now. That it's like I said, it's the third largest sporting event in the world. The last time it was held, was it the last time it was held? It was this, or at one time that it was held, it was the largest event in the world behind the Pan Am Games, which are huge. I mean, that's just that's huge. So I, I'm, I'm, wow, it's such a cool thing. Now, all of these people who were participating in it, a lot of these people um, are Olympiads, okay? So you have the Israeli national team, and this is where I get to the Wingate Institute. Um, the Wingate Institute is the national sport, Sports, actually, I don't know if it is because there is the Tel Aviv National Sports Center. But up just south of um, Netanya, which is north of Tel Aviv and north of Herzliya, um, is where the Wingate Institute. Now, uh, if you've heard of the Wingate Institute, most likely you've heard of it because that is where the National Krav Maga school is and that's Israeli martial arts and it's pretty awesome it's fun to watch um now not only was it developed there um but it was uh it it it, it was developed there but they also train um they also train the military there they have a military the military has a Krav Maga school there but I, from what I understand, the Krav Maga school and the military arm of it aren't the same thing. Um, its development and all of that has always been specifically just a part of the the state, and uh, and this is all underneath. If I'm if I'm if I got this correct, the Ministry of Sport and Culture, which is cool that both of those are together and seen as something that goes together. Also, there is where the, uh, at the Wingate Institute, is where the national swimming team, the Israeli national swimming team, trains. I've seen pictures. I follow uh, one swimmer, and she's always there. And the pictures of the place are just absolutely amazing. I love swimming. When I was in the Navy, swimming was uh, just something I did routinely. Um, 
Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Love swimming in an Olympic-sized pool. If I lived next door, I'd be in the Wingate Institute every day. Um, but interestingly, and I'll get to that, you can go to the Wingate Institute every day. Um, they're, uh, the national rugby team, didn't even know they had a national rugby team, trains there. I don't think the national football team trains there, but they do have pitches in the facilities. The uh, They have something called the Wingate Test. Oh, so before I get to the Wingate test, they have the bio sports medicine research facility and laboratory. Um, and there they developed what's called the Wingate test. And I guess the Wingate test is used worldwide. And it's a, um, <clears throat> it's a test that tells you basically, I don't want to say how fit you are. But in, from an endurance perspective, how fit you are and how much, you know, uh, um, your oxygen levels are uh, in your cells and all that stuff. And it's really like it's it's the top, the top line in sports medicine. Um, they also have the Jewish Hall, uh, Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, where they have a memorial to um, the members of the Israeli national team who were murdered uh, in Munich. Um, but that was just a call to action. And that is what they would have wanted um, for Israel to continue on. Um, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry. And when I talk about, uh, when I think about Munich, it, it hurts. Um, but so... You have all of this there. You have this. So in order to give you an understanding, when I was living, I used to live up in Burlington, Vermont years ago. A lot of sports freaks up there, a lot of endurance athletes up there, and a lot of them were national athletes who would go over to the National uh, Sports Center in Lake Placid because it's essentially the same exact thing. So you, But they also have dormitory housing, um, they have all kinds of stuff, but what they also have, which I think is super duper neat is, and it, 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 it falls in line with my concept of a seat at the table. Okay. So I'm always talking about a seat at the table. And I spoke about that with the Maccabi games, um, and the inclusion of, um, special needs in the Olympics in their games um, being so tremendous to me. So they have a sports club. They have a sports club at the Wingate Institute. Like any other, like New York sports club, like, uh, like um, any other gym you can join. But you're at the Wingate Institute. How cool would that be? If you could join the gym at the National um, Training Center for Olympic athletes, you would do it. They allow that there. How freaking awesome is that? Um, psyched. Totally, totally blown away. think it's so neat. Um, think it's so incredible. Now, um, 
a lot of people from the video that I watched, and I'll include that video. It's on the, uh, it's on the, what do you call it? The Wingate Institute. Um, I will, I'll include that video. It's a couple of years old. Um, but it's still cool. It's still neat because if you go and I've gone to their website, uh, and I've looked up some of their materials, um, if you look at how much it's changed over the years and, uh, it's just, it's tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous. Hold on. I'm going to take another sip of coffee. All right. We have a couple minutes left. Um, and I want to wrap this up by talking again about fitness. So we've covered fitness. We've covered a little bit of how the, uh, how, this con where this concept of of fitness comes from historically in Israel I've also covered um a little bit about how there can be some negative effects from this concept um but I didn't dive too deeply into it because these are personal stories that people have and I'd rather not you know I'd rather not spend too much time talking about what they've what they've had to deal with uh without them being here um, the other thing that I've spoken about is the Maccabiya Games. I've also spoken about um, the Wingate Institute and this this pervasive um, uh, this pers- pervasive fit. It's almost like there's a fitness gene in Israel, um, and it's almost like there's a need. And like I was saying at the beginning, if you go out at night, um, you could see people just doing stuff. Well, there's more stuff than that. So on a national level, um, fitness is important. So if you go around and this is one of the things that I noticed immediately at, um, and it was really confusing to me at first. Um, when I was going around Ben Gurion University, I noticed that there were all these little um, fitness playgroundy like things, um, places to do exercises, brightly colored, and I I remember my immediate thought was, what the hell are kids jungle gyms doing on a uh, on a college campus? And I, I I was like, that's really weird. I can't what is that? So I started coming out. Um, we would take our lunch break and I would come out and I would see adults on this stuff. And again, confused, what are these adults doing on all these kids, you know, jungle gym equipment? And it, it, it hit me immediately. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. This stuff isn't for kids. This stuff is for adults. This stuff is for people to stay in shape, to be healthy. Um, and as I walked around the city of Beresheva, I saw it all over the place. I saw them everywhere. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is really neat that the city of Beresheva does this. So I go up to Tel Aviv. Again, I see them all over, all over the beach, in all the parks. And I see adults on them. Fitness is ingrained in the Israeli psyche. It really is. There are people who don't engage in it. Absolutely. 
There are people who could care less for it, absolutely. But there are enough people that do do it and do it regularly that there's a need for these to be everywhere. They're all over Jerusalem. What's funny is you will see adults doing it with their children, exercising right next to their children, which I think is phenomenal. If we could get something like that, a movement like that in the United States, oh, my gosh, we would conquer so many problems. Um, I think it's I think it's so amazing. Um, another example of fitness being so integral to... Um, to the state of Israel is they have this endurance bike race up in the Galilee that apparently is supposed to be a monster because of the hills um, that people from all over the world and even Olympic cyclists come to compete in. Um, Tel Aviv has this amazing uh, marathon, which actually there was, it was so hot they had to cancel it one time because people were falling out. But they, they continually have it every year. Um, Brooks Israel um, is something that I, I wear Brooks running shoes. I love them. I live in them. Um, they fit my feet good. Uh, they fit my feet well. Um, and one of the things that came up when I started looking up fitness in Israel on Instagram and started following some people was Brooks Israel. Brooks is a U.S. company running shoe company and they have a split that's that's how pervasive fitness is um that brooks would say hey we need to be in israel um another one is the jerusalem uh marathon which apparently is a backbreaker that one is supposed to be really hot a lot of hills crazy 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 but overall um it's just, it's tremendous. If you are someone who treasures your health, someone who fitness is an important priority to, or someone who is interested in it, um, Israel welcomes it and will welcome you. Um, all right. I, uh, I think I, uh, I think I got myself through that one. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. That's all I have to say on fitness in Israel. I could probably talk. I wish I had someone to talk to about this because this is this is a really tremendous subject, and I feel like I'm really only scratching the surface. Um, all right. So as you guys know, I am going. Uh, I'm going in February to the C Executive Suites in Tel Aviv, and I am going to be doing interviews with a number of people. The best and the brightest from uh, entertainment, uh, academics, and from around Israel. And I'm going to be bringing them to you. Now, I'm doing this out of pocket. What I'm asking is if you could help me. Um, I bought my ticket. I have paid for a number of things, but I have about $5,000 uh, left that I have to cover for the space and for the lighting that I have to rent when I'm over there, and to bring the bags, my luggage, which is going to have all this camera equipment on the plane. Um, that's about, jeez, uh, that's about 300 bucks each way. So that's 600 bucks right there. $2,000 for the space. 
um, another $1,500 for the camera equipment and $600 for the um, rental, for the lighting rental. Um, if you could help, I would really appreciate it. All you need to do is go to uh, go to our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com, and hit the PayPal button and, and give us whatever you can. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. I want to bring this to you. I am going to bring this to you. If nobody helps me, I'll do it myself. Um, but I am hoping uh, that there are people out there who would like to invest in what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, please give me a hand. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, all right. So thank you so much for joining us for the 12 cities in Israel podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, tune in and Spotify, and we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week. So keep your eyes out for it. Also, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon page and become a regular donor. You can find that page at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel. That's the number one, two cities in Israel. Also, please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we've produced, including our full-length travel episode of the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. While you're there, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. You can also check out our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com. A lot of fun stuff on there. Um, you can check out our Facebook page, friend us, uh, or like us on our Facebook page. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, where every day I'm putting up a brand new, brand new picture from our Israel travels. Also, Check us out on Twitter. Find out what we're doing. Find out what we're up to. I'm hitting that every single day. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right. Bye. Thank you.